How about that for a series intro, huh? Hey, welcome Heritage here at Rock Island. All those at our campuses, Bendorf, QC West, those joining us online, thank you for being here. We're a people on a journey, and we're seeking to love God, to love people, and to live the life God calls us to. And we talk about that in terms of seeking to live loved, to live linked, and to live sent. And last weekend, we wrapped up a series that we called Renovate. It was, just a, it was just a fun and meaningful conversation around areas of our life that maybe God wants to renew and make new. We talked about kids and marriage and family and sex and finances. And if, if you missed it and you want to see it, you can go to heritageqc.com and find it under the media tab. But this weekend, we're launching into a new series called Heroes, From Ordinary to extraordinary, and I'm excited about it. I'm also excited because across our campuses this weekend, we're celebrating baptism. This is a time where that inward commitment to Christ is publicly declared through the sacrament of baptism, and I absolutely love these moments because they represent true life change by the power of God at work in people. I'm excited to see what he's going to do next. In fact, I actually love the way that God is working in and among our our church family. Every week, more people find life and freedom in Jesus. And he continues to pour out his favor upon us as a church for what is now and what is next. And I just want to encourage you to keep praying and asking him to continue to do that. Because there's a lot going on in our church family right now. We have our Erickson Initiative, where we're seeking to move our Vita Nueva campus into the Erickson School Building. We're also looking to launch community-based ministries out of that facility. And in this time of listening, as we've been meeting with community leaders and influencers, God has continued to grant us favor because we're really trying to be careful to make sure what we do is actually helping and not hurting. And this has been a good time of learning and it's good momentum coming behind it. And for those of you that have already heard God directly to give towards the vision and the things that he's doing here at Heritage Church, thank you for doing that. If you're feeling like you got that pull to do that, he's telling you to do that, you can get into online or you can do it through the offering envelope. But God is doing great things among us and the best is still yet to come. In fact, I want to draw your attention to one other missional investment area, and that's our faith promise commitments. When you came in today, you would have seen this Go Go pamphlet on your chair. And this document kind of lays out how we invest locally, regionally, and internationally as a church as we seek to to advance the kingdom of God. And and if you're someone who has made a faith promise commitment before, I just want to remind you to continue to lean into that. We've got a few more months to go, but we're sitting around 70% of our $320,000 goal. And so if you've made a commitment, I want to encourage you to lean into it. If you've not done that, I simply want to encourage you to talk to God to see if he wants you to and do what he says. If he tells you to give, give. And there's information here that you can find out how to do that. If he tells you not to give, don't. Uh, I want you to obey God. So talk to him, see what he wants you to do, and lean into this if he asks you. Because the reality is that God brings resources into the lives of his people so that we can bring those to bear on the things that matter to him. And then he positions the church to move that kingdom forward as a result of those resources. So pray, talk to God, see what you do, and just do that. Last thing I want to highlight to you is that we are just a couple of months away from gathering together as a church family to celebrate 50 years of loving and serving the Quad Cities as a church family. Yeah. Man, I'm excited because here's the deal. We are going to gather as one church in one location at one time with one mission, one vision, and we're calling that thing our Just One Unity Celebration. And I want you to mark your calendars, save the date. It's April 26th, Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. 
This is going to be a wonderful celebration. It's going to be epic celebration. You do not want to miss this. So save the day. Invite tons of people. We're not going to gather at any regular time that weekend. It's going to be at this time in one place. And we're not gathering at any one at a regular location. We're gathering at the iWireless Center because that's the only facility that can hold our entire church family. So invite tons of people to come be part of that because we're going to celebrate what was, what is, and what is to come. Looking back at the last 50 and leaning into the next 50. And I can't wait. I'm really excited. We've got some really cool things planned for that weekend. But save the date and invite some friends. All right, so we're stepping into heroes from ordinary to extraordinary. And and today what I want to do is lay the foundation for the rest of the series. And I want to do that through some simple truths. And the first of which is just simply this, that everyone is on a journey. Everyone is on a journey. It's the journey of life. And if you're following along your sermon note guide, this is actually your first fill-in if you want to track with that. But everyone's on a journey in this thing called life. And and life can be terrific or it can be terrible. It can be marked by joy or pain. It can be wonderful or horrible. It can start out wonderful and turn horrible. It can be a combination of good and bad. And that can be really confusing and hard for us to make sense of what's going on around us. But the reality is everyone is on a journey. Everyone's on a what? It's a journey. It's a journey. And, and, and there is this reality that the journey can be defined by what we do. In fact, a couple of months ago, I shared a quote with you that I just like. It kind of inspires me. I want to read it to you again. It's simply this. Life is not a journey to the grave with the intention of arriving safely in a pretty well-preserved body, but rather to skid in broadside, thoroughly used up, totally worn out, and loudly proclaiming, wow, what a ride. I love that. It stirs my heart. There's adventure in it. There's pursuit in it. There's passion in it. And it really doesn't matter how young you are, how old you are. It doesn't matter how well things are going in life or how difficult things are going in life. We're all on a journey, and that journey is not intended to be lame or boring or ordinary. But rather, God has designed it to be grand and epic. And as long as we still have breath in our lungs and our hearts are still beating that story is not yet done that journey is not yet over there is more to be written there's still things to yet to be defined and we believe that we are a people on a journey and that god has for us something more in this life that he wants to do great things in and through us in order to change the world And that means we can actually step into something bigger and beyond us. We can be part of something that's bigger than us. And when you get right down to it, the reality is that we were made for more. You and I were made for more. That's why, uh, in some ways, we're made for another world. And C.S. Lewis once wrote this statement that I really like. He said, if I find in myself desires which nothing in this world can satisfy, the only logical explanation is that I was made for another world. You and I were made for more. We're made to live into more. And I think this concept is why the idea of superheroes appeals to us. We're kind of drawn to their stories, whether they're fictional or real. The stories of heroes move us and inspire us to more, to want to be more. Just think of the grand and epic stories you've either read or watched in movies. For me, there would be movies like Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Band of Brothers. Those, those stories have stirred within me something that pushed into an adventure beyond me. And the reality is whether those heroes are fictional or real, those stories move us. They inspire us to want to be more. And they really serve as a reminder for us that there is an inherent greatness within us that is deposited deeply inside of us. 
And we can recognize that in moments. But we can often struggle to know how to live into that. And this series is designed to help us know how to fully live into the greatness God has placed within us for His glory. So we're stepping into the heroes conversation. In fact, I'd like to do this just for some fun. I'd like you to think of a superhero, your favorite superhero. Maybe even a superhero you would like to be. It could be a DC Comics, Marvel Comics, could be Justice League, Avengers, X-Men, could be Iron Man, Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, ladies, you got Wonder Woman, you got Black Widow, you got Batgirl, Bat or Supergirl. All right, just pick a superhero. You got to just pick one. Okay, I tell you, for me, Daniel, my son Daniel, we love Batman, all right? Just, and, and we all know why, because he's the greatest superhero of all. But okay, you got one? Okay, you got a superhero. Here's what I'm going to do. I want you to turn to somebody next to you, and I want you in your best superhero voice to declare that you are that superhero. So here's how this will go. This is like, for me, this is how it's going to go. It'll be like, I'm Batman, all right? So turn to somebody and tell them you are that superhero. Go ahead. Tell them who you are. Come on, all of our campuses, get in on that. All right, that's good. Some of you are all into that, getting into it really well. Some of you are still thinking about which superhero you really want to be, and some of you are like, what is going on? This is supposed to be church. <laughs> Listen, for a moment, why did you pick that superhero? Is it their ability? Is it their journey? Is it the influence they've had in their storylines? Why that hero? If I change the question slightly and ask you, which, if you could have any single superpower what would it be? If you could have a superpower, what would it be? You want to teleport? You want to have super strength, super speed? You want to fly? Have mind control? Invisibility? Pick one. What, what superhero power would you want to have if you could have it? And here's what I want you to do. I want you to turn back to the same person that just giggled at you as you told them you were a superhero and tell them which one you'd like to have. That'd be fun. I'd, I'd love to do this. Go ahead, tell them. What superhero power would you like to have? Look, there's lots of different heroes and powers being talked about out there right now. And there's lots of different superheroes with different abilities. And they all have different roles. They, some have special ability like a Superman. Some have special equipment like an Iron Man. And some have like special resources and determination like a Batman. But listen, they're all different for a reason. And it's not just their superpower. It actually has more to do with their choices. It has more to do with their journey. That defines more of who they are. It's the journey, which is why if we're ever going to understand life, if we're ever going to understand life, we need to understand the journey. We have to understand the journey behind a storyline to understand life and how it works. And I can appreciate how there's different heroes with different abilities. And the reality is, though, I know that they all have a common journey. It, that shapes who they are and how they live. In fact, let me just kind of show it to you and kind of break it down for a minute. See, we all start in this life, here in this life, in the, in the physical world. You could call it the, the natural world. We all start here, but we have this desire for something more, for a greater journey. And we start in this life, though. It's the physical world. It's, it's, we, we have a body. We have emotions. We live in the natural, physical world. But yet there is a spiritual component to who we are. And we can struggle to make sense of that, to reconcile the, that, that physical and spiritual reality. But we have a life. We have a purpose. 
And we each make different decisions, but we, I, the question is, are we living into that life and purpose as we make those decisions? We have different journeys. We choose to live and love and relate differently. And although there are different nuances, all of us have this inherent pull to something more. We have a pull towards something more. It's really this reality that there is a natural, but there is also a supernatural. There is the known and the unknown. There's, there's this is safe and this is risky. And, and there is in some ways this line that divides the two. And there is no way for us to move from the natural to the supernatural without some external help, some other influence in our lives. In fact, when it comes to the comic book heroes, those fictional heroes, th those influences everything from, from special chemicals to special equipment to a spider bite that moved from the natural to the supernatural. And once those heroes in those stories entered into the supernatural, they entered into a time of struggle. This is where they, they face a challenge, they face a temptation, and they're, and they're faced with the opportunity to remain and persevere and persist in it. And as they do that, they reach a point in that journey, it's kind of a crisis moment, a crossroads moment, and you can call it a, a defining moment, where they make a decision, and that decision, whether good or bad, sets them on a new trajectory, and they are changed. They have a new role, a new identity as a result of what they did at that defining moment. But it doesn't stop there. They continue down around and they end up in this place of return where they come back into where they have to live. But now they're different. This is the hero journey. You can look at all kinds of stories and see this journey play out. That there's this draw to more, there's this external influence, there's this struggle and a battle where they go through a process, defining moment, then they're, they're changed as a result, transformed, but then they return back into life and things are no longer the same. This is the hero journey and many heroes have walked through this journey. Some with success and some with struggle. In fact, just take um, the, the story of the Avengers. The Avengers are a group of heroes with different storylines. It's Captain America, it's Hulk, it's Iron Man, it's Thor. And there's been several movies come out just based on their individual storylines. But in 2012, they released the Avengers movie where these guys came together and fought as a team together. In fact, that movie was so popular worldwide that it grossed $1.5 billion. There is something about the hero's journey that resonates within all of us. And in... And, there's actually a new, the new movie. It's coming out May 1st, Age of Ultron. They're expecting it to be just as big, if not bigger. But if you, if you take the, the Avengers, you got a Captain America who struggled to understand and embrace his new identity and was tempted to walk away. You have Tony Stark as Iron Man, who at that defining moment, he was almost unwilling to die to self because of his pride. It would have set a whole different trajectory. You got Black Widow, who she struggled to know to whether she was truly good or truly going to work for evil or good in that journey with her. And, and even that whole return back into the natural world, you got the Hulk, Dr. Banner. How's he going to live with this new reality in his life? I mean, this is the hero's journey, and many heroes have walked through it. And the idea that heroes, they move and stir us, their stories, that journey move and stir us to more, that's even though that happens, most of us feel really far removed from any heroic potential. But the truth is, we have it. We're made in the image of God, and therefore we're made for more. Jesus even pointed to this when he declared in John 10.10. 10. He said this, I have come that they may have life and have it to the what? Full. Life to the full. There is greatness abiding within us. 
by who God created us to be. And knowing that we were made for more, Jesus came to help position us to live into that. God himself spoke uh, through the prophet Jeremiah about a further reality here. He said in, in chapter 29, he says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will restore your fortunes. Look, that is awesome. God wants more for you. The defining question is whether or not you believe it. Do you believe it? He, he loves you more than anybody else loves you. He wants you to live in extraordinary ways and in an extraordinary life, but the deal is we doubt. We are made for more. We are made in His image. He is reflected in us and therefore made us made for more. We're not made to live the ordinary life, but rather an extraordinary one. And just to be clear, let's walk through the definitions of those two things. Here's ordinary. Ordinary is no special quality or interest, commonplace, unexceptional. We are not made for an ordinary life. We're not created that way. Never supposed to live that way. We're made for an extraordinary life. Here's the definition of extraordinary. Beyond what is usual or ordinary, exceptional in character, amount, extent, and degree, noteworthy, remarkable. We are not made for an ordinary life, but an extraordinary life. There is a way for us to go through life in the ups and the downs with purpose and direction, but we can struggle to make sense of that, or even struggle to believe that an extraordinary life is even possible. And when that happens, it bumps into another reality, and that reality is this, that we can't live a life that we don't believe exists. We can't live a life we don't believe exists. In that circumstance, doubt becomes the obstacle for moving into our full potential, moving into all that God has for us. When we won't entertain the thought that God has made us for more, that there is more in us by His power at work in us, that becomes a limiting factor. When we, won't, we aren't even let, willing to let it enter our mind. It, rem it actually reminds me of a joke. Should I tell you? It's a little cheesy. Just warning you. All right, here's, here's, here's how it goes. Why was Goliath so surprised when David hit him with a stone? Because nothing like that had ever entered his mind before. I warned you. I warned you. Look, look, when we're not willing to let a thought enter, be entertained in our mind, we're not letting it, like, I'm going to think about this, I'm going to embrace this, then it becomes the obstacle because we can't live a life we don't believe exists. There's no place for faith. We don't step out in belief, and, and that limits our ability to live into what God has us for. So we have to allow the idea to enter our mind and to embrace it. When God says this is a truth, we have, to, we have to let it settle in, even if we struggle to embrace it. Look, let's explore what it looks like to move from an ordinary to an extraordinary life. And listen, it is important for us to go look at what the Bible says if we're ever going to live an extraordinary life. So here's the deal. We as a church, we always go to the Bible to find our answers. That's where, we, that's where they're at for every question in life. So if you have a Bible today, I want to invite you to turn with me to the Gospel of John. John chapter 1. It's the fourth book of the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And in the section today, in John chapter 1, around, starting around verse 45, this is the beginning of Jesus' public ministry, and he's recruiting his team. He's calling these guys together to be part of an extraordinary adventure. And one of those guys is a man named Nathaniel. Now, Nathaniel had a friend named Philip. And Philip was from Bethsaida, which is where Andrew and Peter were from. And, and 
his friend Philip, Philip comes and finds Nathanael. Nathanael was a, a very devout man of faith. And we actually encounter him or see him first sitting under a tree in the shade, just chilling there. And it's Philip who finds him. And Philip comes to him. He says, look, after Philip had found Jesus, and Jesus said, hey, Philip, come follow me. Philip goes to Nathanael and says, hey, we have found the one that Moses wrote about. We found the one that the prophets wrote about. It is Jesus of Nazareth, son of Joseph. And in verse 46, Nathanael goes, Nazareth? Can anything good come from Nazareth? Now, in that moment, it may have been a little awkward for Philip, and maybe Philip didn't know what to do because he met resistance. But we can actually learn something from what Philip does for us in our daily walk as we talk to people about Jesus and invite them to know him. Instead of trying to convince Nathaniel something, instead of trying to wrestle with him intellectually, he simply says, come and see. He just invites him to come and experience Jesus for himself. And Nathaniel agrees. And as Nathaniel is walking to see Jesus, Jesus sees him coming. And he says this in verse 47. He says, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. How do you know me? Nathaniel asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Now let me just hold right there. That statement, under the fig tree, was actually uh, sometimes used by rabbis as a phrase to describe sitting and meditating on scriptures. And it's possible that Nathaniel wasn't just hanging under a tree, but was actually reading scripture in conversation with God. And Jesus is saying, when you were doing that, I saw you. Now, whether that's exactly how it went down or not, the deal is what Jesus said to Nathaniel rocked his world. So much so he responds. And he says, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And Jesus said, you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. And then he added, very truly I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Now here's, here's what I like about this moment in the story. In a few brief moments, Nathaniel moved from doubt to belief, from skepticism to conviction. And he begins a journey from ordinary to extraordinary as he steps out into his true destiny and follows Jesus. And that's huge. Because as you remember, we can't live a life we don't believe exists. And you and I were made to be part of something much bigger than us. It's another story, another journey. In fact, we are all part of a bigger journey. Until we know that, until we accept that, our journey and our life will be confusing. It won't make sense. The good and the bad, the ups and the downs, the joys and the sorrows. Partly because every great story and journey finds its roots in one particular journey. And it's not a coincidence, it's really by design. Every story gets its start from God's story. And, and so the grand and epic stories that stir our hearts do so because at their core we find our story every other story, and the story of God. We're all part of a bigger story. And we can't live a life we don't believe exists. And to understand that life, we have to understand the journey. Look, the, the, this process, this hero's journey, isn't just for fictional heroes. It's actually a journey that you and I can live into. And in this series, we're going to see how. We're going to see how this works as we look at a few people who actually lived this in Scripture. But let me just run down through the, the five steps of this journey so you can have them as we begin this conversation and this process. 
The five steps of this journey are first to know. When, once we know, we have the opportunity then to join. Once we join, then we cross into this whole struggle area, and we end up in the place where we fight. We continue down through that defining moment, and it positions us to get to the place into where, we, where we yield. Once we yield, we're now transformed. We're no longer the same. But we don't stop there. It actually continues to the point where we, we return back into life, and we actually live. But now we live differently, no longer the same. This is the journey. It's actually where the natural and the supernatural now collide. It's, it's where the things come together. And so somebody who's walking through this journey, who starts out with this ordinary life, starts with an idea of knowing and understanding something. They join in that process. They enter into that fight. They go through the defining moment. They yield or transform, return back in and live. And they're no longer living an ordinary life. They're living an extraordinary life. Because the natural and the supernatural collide. No longer the same. And this is the journey. And until we understand that life is lived in the context of this journey, we will misunderstand. We will misinterpret nearly everything that happens to us and around us. When that happens, we're tempted to peel off of the journey. You say, I'm not going to go from no to join. I'm going to just peel off. I'm not in. I'm not in. I'm in this fight. I'm done. I'm going to quit this fight. Or I'm not going to yield. I'm going to do it my way. Or I'm not going to go back and live differently for some other purpose or some greater purpose. I'm, I'm done. When we do that, we end up living lesser lives. This is the journey. And I wonder, I wonder where you are in this journey. I wonder where you're at. You're on a journey. I wonder what point you are. I wonder where there's a struggle. I wonder what the next step is. What is God asking of you? We all have the opportunity to live into more by his power at work within us. We have that opportunity. And listen, if you are facing hardship right now, listen, trials and difficulties prepare ordinary people for extraordinary things. Don't give up. Hang in there. In Jesus, we find hope and freedom and forgiveness and healing. And we're going to talk about much more of this as we go through the series, but where are you in this journey? In fact, let's move to the, the so what question. What do we do with this? Now, we're going, to, we're going to talk through each part of this journey as we walk through this series. And as I told you before, we're going to be looking at a few biblical figures and people as they navigated this journey, but I want to give us two things as we start this process to get us going in the right direction. And the first is to choose a course. Choose a course. Because here's the deal. Life is not a problem to be solved, but rather an adventure to live. And I know that's a, that's a shift for many of us. We look at life as a problem. We just got to survive. But really, life, the life that God has given us and the life Jesus wants us to have is an adventure to be lived. So, how we choose or what course we choose matters. And it's Jesus who allows us to live the adventure and be more. We, we make mistakes. We have regrets. And all those things can make us think that there is no way that we can live into the life God originally had for us. But that's just not true. Because that's exactly why Jesus came. He came that we would have life. In fact, let's go back to that John 10, 10 verse, different translation this time. I came that they may have life and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. We were created to play a part in that kind of life, in a greater journey. And, and you have to get past the idea that you're supposed to be ordinary. That nothing good or extraordinary can come 
from ordinary places, even Nazareth. Because if you don't, it will rob you of the opportunity to live an extraordinary life by the power of God at work in you. And one of the first things we have to do is to choose a course. And when we do that, we're really accepting who we are and who we belong to. We're really acknowledging who Jesus is and what he can do. So the first thing is to choose a course. The second is to take a step. Just just take a step. Look, the extraordinary life is not the absence of trouble. It's not the absence of trouble, but it's really the presence of Jesus. That's what changes a life from ordinary to extraordinary. Jesus is the ultimate hero. He is the culmination and perfection of every hero. We're going to get there when we get to Easter. We'll, We'll discuss that then. But every other hero starts with a basic quality. They start with who they are. And then with supernatural influence, they become more. And that for us is Christ's work in us. In Him, you can be more. You become more than you can ever be on your own. In fact, here's the thing. In your note guide on the very back side, the very top, is, is the beginning, first couple steps of starting that kind of relationship. The first thing is to admit that you, like everyone else, are a sinner. The second is to ask for forgiveness. The third is to start a relationship with God by trusting in Jesus as Lord and Savior. When we do those things, when we surrender to Jesus, we find forgiveness from sin, we enter the promise of eternal life, and we begin to walk with God, and we move from ordinary to extraordinary. And life is never the same. It doesn't matter where you've been and what you've done. It doesn't matter how many times you've gone and missed that cycle and maybe peeled off and quit. It's his power at work in us that changes things. And when we step like that, when we go through these steps, then then who Jesus is in our life and what he can do totally changes. It's why he said in in verse 9 of chapter 10, he said this. He said, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. In Jesus, everything changes. That that pasture is a metaphor that, that we have everything. We lack nothing that we need. We don't necessarily have everything we want, but we have everything we need in him. Look, I have left everything else behind in this life to follow him and live this life. And I have found nothing more extraordinary and impactful than living according to how he has called us to live. I've looked, and I've not found any other way to live a more extraordinary life than to live the life he's called us to. Listen, if you can find a better way, if you can find a way to live an extraordinary life apart from Jesus, I want to talk with you. But until then, I invite you, and even more, I implore you to step into the one journey that takes the ordinary and makes it extraordinary, that takes the natural and the supernatural and combines them and positions you for so much more. And it all starts with a simple conversation with God. In fact, that conversation is here, right underneath those three steps, is an example prayer for what begins that journey where you begin to move from ordinary to extraordinary. And if you've never had that conversation with God, I'm going I'm to read this prayer. I invite you to pray this prayer silently in your head as I read these words aloud. Because this is the opportunity for you to begin a journey with, with God that changes everything about life. And if you've already prayed this prayer, maybe there's someone in your life that you know might need to pray this prayer. And I invite you to pray for them as I read this. So here's the prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner, and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. 
I trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Guide my life. Help me to do your will. I give all I am to all of you. In your name I pray. Amen. Look, if you just prayed that prayer, you have stepped into the hero's journey. You have taken a step from ordinary to extraordinary. And everything has begun to change in your life. And I celebrate it. I'd love to know about it. I'd love for you to tell us. Write it on the communication card. Throw it in the offering bucket when it comes through. You have moved from that ordinary, commonplace thing into an extraordinary journey. And it is an awesome thing. And Jesus is beginning to do a new thing in you. Life will never be the same. And I want to encourage you that your next step of that journey is to publicly declare what you have made a decision privately in your heart about. One of the ways we do that is in the next step of obedience in baptism, where we're going to celebrate baptism as a church family. And if you've prayed that prayer today, I want you to know you can have a conversation with someone here in a few moments that could position you to make that public declaration and step into the waters of baptism. And to say, I have made a commitment to follow Jesus personally, internally, but outwardly I'm going to declare it through the sacrament of baptism. And I celebrate the life that God gives us through Jesus Christ. Next week, we're going to step into a powerful story of what happens when we know and lean into join. But until then, I want to encourage you to choose a course and take a step because you were made for more. You have deposits in you of the greatness of God. And as you step into faith, as you step into relationship, God transforms and he calls you to so much more and the natural and the supernatural collide and life is never the same. So as we get ready to step back into worship, into a time of celebrating uh, new life through baptisms, let's take a moment to pray. And maybe this is a chance for you to continue to have conversation with God yourself. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the opportunity to be gathered as the church. Lord, we are more together than we are apart. And we are, we are made for more as a people because you've made us in your image. You've called us into relationship with you. You've given us a purpose and a plan. And Father, I pray that we, all of us, would allow your son to be at work in us by the power of your spirit so that we can live into all that you call us to, not just for cool and great things in our lives, but for your glory, that your will is done in and through us. Father, that we would know you, that we would walk with you, and I pray for those, Father, that have made that decision today to, to pray and ask you to step into their life, to wash away their sin, to make them clean and whole. And, and now they're on this journey, and I pray you just show up in cool ways today to continue to help them lean into that. And for those of us that may have made that decision before, may this moment be an opportunity to recommit, to, to get energized again, to live into all that you have for us. Because you didn't make us for an ordinary life. You made us for an extraordinary one by your power working in us. So as we continue into this series, as we continue into this week, the rest of this day, may you continue to speak. And may we hear and may we step along with you every step for your glory. I pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen.